You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part three of three. Carrie Shook, one month before he passed away and went into eternity, he wrote these words. When all is said and done, relationships are all that matter. And I will never forget Andy Giese, who some of you guys know. Andy Giese was a partner of Matt Ministry for a number of years. He, we worked together just last January, just about this time. He and I got on, 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 on airplanes and flew to Kansas and did a ministry together. You know what? Today, Andy Giese has lost his family. His marriage went up in smoke. His daughter won't see him. And then his whole ministry, he lost his ministry, has nothing, has nothing today. He's crawled into a, into a hole. You know what he told me? The one thing I learned from Andy Giese in all of the time that I was with Andy Giese, all the years and, and the times that I, I literally broke down and wept because uh, of things that happened. You know what, the one thing he told me is that there are two ways you can do ministry. There's one way, you have a need. And the only way is to find relief for that need is to do ministry and fill that vacuum up. Constantly pouring that love or, you know, filling that hole up. That which is the wrong reason to have a ministry. It's the wrong reason. It's when he stepped aside from his family and his wife and he put them on the back burner and he tried to fill that void with something other than love. It wasn't ministry. It was a self-need. And it kept him going. It made him buy a ticket and fly to Kansas and preach to people in order to fill that. You know the correct way to do ministry? And this is what Andy told me. is when you are so full of love from God that it bubbles over and it bubbles out and it bubbles into other people's lives. And people are ministered by the love. I'm thinking of the lava that is flowing out of, of what do you call those things? Volcanoes. That lava that just keeps flowing and flowing and it goes down the mountain and out that kind of love is real ministry I was challenged by that I looked into my own heart and I said Joe why do you do ministry why do you do ministry why do you do what you do are you trying to fill that hole and you have pushed others out of the way and you've said man I will do what I have to to fill that void or are you just allowing the love of God to flow from your bones and your blood vessels now let's go to the next one who is my neighbor you have time to just quickly go to Luke chapter 10 here again we see this 
In this case, Luke chapter 10, and uh, kind of reads same through verse from verse 25 down through verse 28. Here, the lawyer stood up. I think really what, what's happening here is Luke was giving his account of the lawyer that stood up and he tempted Jesus, and he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 29. After Jesus had told him to love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your strength, and thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. And then verse 29. But he, the lawyer, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? The answer to that is seven billion people. Seven people, seven billion people. Everyone's our neighbor. Everyone in the world. Number two, my neighbor has many faces. Even someone who doesn't like me. Don't turn to Matthew 5. I'll read it here. Matthew 5, 43 and 44 says, You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. You know what came to my mind, church? I wonder if we fought ISIS with that in mind. Are they just so over the top, loving, going to reach them? What do you think, Zane? You think, you think if we, you know, honestly, these are angry people, right? Only angry people would do what ISIS does. But what if we approach them the way this scripture says? Could we win a war that no other military war could possibly fight and win? Number two, uh, my neighbor has many faces, someone who, who does not like me and someone I don't owe anything to. And I thought about Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. But God proved his love. He commended his love to us and that while we were yet sinners, Jesus went to the cross and died for me. And then number five, this is the last one. What does loving my neighbor as myself look like? Can I just put some practical things down? Look at the screen once. What does it look like? If I love my neighbor as myself, what does it look like? Well, I will stop justifying my sinful lifestyle. You know why I put that down? Because people are watching all the time. If you're you're living or leading a wicked lifestyle... It will keep people from coming to the truth. It will hurt people in your life. If, if a spouse goes out and commits adultery, it will hurt the other spouse. It will hurt family members. Uh, if I love my neighbor, I will stop bad and unhealthy habits. I've been good at justifying myself over that one. If I love my neighbor, I will stop being late for every meeting. Some of you guys need to say, amen. That's right. How does that hurt other people? (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Now we've all been late, right? 
we're all going to be late again, right? I'm talking to the ones that are late every time. Okay, and they justify it. Okay, stealing work time from the company, I will stop doing that because I love my neighbor. I will stop telling little white lies. Recently, I had to sit down with somebody. I said, you know, you're great. You're awesome. I'm glad you're in my life. But you've showed me something about yourself that has caused me to lose trust. You've said little white lies. Not big, bold lies. Actually, I said, I don't think you do it on purpose. I think you're just, you know, you're just so, your personality. It's just like, you say it before you think. But you've given me reason to doubt you. Little white lies. I don't like those. What does live, loving my neighbor as myself look like? Well, if I, if I love my neighbor, I will start leading in the home, particularly if you're a man. I will start living up to my commitments. When I bought my car over at Graham Chevy, sorry, Gordon, you weren't working there, but I went there anyways. The salesman looked at me, and he's like, well, he asked me, what do you do? I said, I'm in ministry. He goes, oh, my. I don't like selling cars to people in ministry. I said, why? He said, you guys are all liars. He said, the preachers are the worst liars of anybody that I've ever helped. They tell you one thing and they don't do it. They say they'll call and they won't. And she said, I just don't like dealing with people in ministry. If I love my neighbor, I will start living up to my commitment. If I say I'll do something, I'll do it, right? Because it hurts somebody. If I love my neighbor, I will start giving money to God's business, and I will forsake all and follow Christ. If I love my neighbor, I will look for ways to serve others. If I love my neighbor, I will go and preach the gospel, right? I don't want anybody to go to hell. The Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's in Matthew. In Mark, he says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he says in John 20, as the Father has sent me, even so I sent you. A neighbor that loves another neighbor will be busy about God's work and they will take those scriptures to heart. If I love my neighbor, I will make disciples. Can I just read these? Got the scriptures right on the screen so we all can see it. If I love my neighbor, I will take the time to look around and find out how. I can mentor and disciple somebody in the church or in my community or at work or wherever. And in Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy 2, 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now, ladies, I have one coming for you. It's in Titus. But I want to say a few words about this. I think we have messed up right here, church. We are not discipling. We're not mentoring. We're not meeting with younger people. Parenting never stops. Even if I'm 70 years old and my children are growing up and my grandchildren are growing up, parenting never stops. I'm always in the parenting business. Even in my home church, I'll look around and I'll see a young person, a young man or a young woman, and I'll say, somehow I will pour my life into his life. 
Thank you, Eric, for what you're doing to Jonathan. You know, you know, Eric, there was a time, understand this better now than ever, but at about the age of number age 17, my parenting skills became kind of messed up and they didn't flow so well anymore. And Jonathan went to another person. He went to you and you picked up where we left off. And I trust you 110%. 110%. I wish, we, I, wish this, I wish this auditorium was full of Eric's. Full of women who have a desire to reach out and pick up. Even if you have children, you kind of wish somebody would come along and, and grab your child and take them to the next level that you can't do as a parent. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Ladies, I told you, we're going we're gonna to show one for you. And this is, this is for you. This is the end now, okay? <laughs> Titus chapter 2, verse 35. The aged... Can, let's stand. Let's stand because this is the end. This is an important verse. This is a command. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Look at this. The aged women. That's talking to the mature ladies of the church. The older ladies of the church. Oh, is this ever needed in our day. That they be in behavior as become as holiness. Not false accusers. Not given to much wine. Now you can have a little bit, but not much. (laughs) Teachers of good things. Verse 4. That they may teach... The young women. You know what? You know, oh, I just want to come out there and say, can you just like let that be driven into you like a stake in the ground? I just want to come out there and say, all these young ladies that are going to turn about 18, 19, and then they're going to fly off to college and they will never come back. What if, what if you did what they said there, that you may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. That look how important it is that the word of God be not blasphemed. That's my that, that, that's my message for us today. Love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with everything in you. Love Him. It's the greatest of all commandments. The second one follows right after that. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're struggling with loving yourself, figure out where you and God went wrong so you can start to love yourself, so you can begin to love your neighbor. Lord Jesus, oh man, do we feel challenged by your word this morning. And do we ever desire to be that person? Man, if we could just reach the level that you require. But we know where we can. Your grace and your mercy will step in and fill the rest. Now, Lord, I was thinking, as important as this is, there'll be some of us here today that have struggled with grudges. We've struggled with loving our neighbor. We've even struggled with loving ourselves. The the idea of loving God has become a kind of twisted. And it doesn't make sense even between you and me, God. 
I've struggled. There's some of us here today that have struggled with this idea of love. And I pray now, Lord, that your will would be done. Move us according to your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.